0: Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Emmett Sheehan joined the parade of rookie pitchers to dominate in Colorado. We'll talk about his performance. We'll talk about Freddie Freeman, who had his 28th home run uh, and has just been kind of understatedly awesome all year, and we don't talk enough about it. And then we'll talk about James Out- Outman getting hot at the, t- at the right time, the bottom of the lineup contributing to another Dodgers win. All that on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. <laughs>
1: You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part
0: of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be in every day or just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder, my co-host Vince Semperio. We are doing a split episode today, so it'll be me for the first part, Vince for the second part. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent, both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And uh, I, I mentioned Vince and I are everydayers. As you uh, can tell this week, we're not necessarily every day at the same timers. Uh, This was our fourth episode of the week and the fourth episode that Vince and I are not together. Three split episodes and Vince went solo on Wednesday morning. Um, I appreciate that. I had an allergy attack and uh, just terrible allergies and couldn't breathe and stuff so I I went to bed instead of doing a podcast. But uh, now I'm here and we're doing another split episode just schedule wise. We're kind of gearing up for the postseason because we know that we're both going to be in on the the whole postseason, and so hopefully all through October and maybe even into November. um, So, yeah, we're going to be with you every day, and we love talking Dodgers with you. The Dodgers beat the Rockies again. This time it was 8-2, to I believe. And and following a trend, basically, Caleb Ferguson gave up three runs in the first game of the doubleheader on whatever day, Tuesday. And since then, the Rockies have hardly scored. It's been all or almost entirely rookies pitching for the Dodgers. It was ryan Pepio and and uh Michael Grove and then Bobby Miller, and then Emmett Sheehan with some veteran relievers sprinkled in there. uh but the rookies have been awesome, and Vince talked yesterday about Pepio and M Miller dominating against the Rockies and Emmett Sheehan said, Hey, I can do that too. And, uh, on, on Tuesday, Bobby Miller became just the third Dodger ever to have at least nine strikeouts and no walks in a game at Coors Field. I think it was just Pedro Astacio and Clayton Kershaw who had done that. Uh, so Bobby Miller was the third one. Well, on Wednesday, MSG became the fourth one. He struck out 10 guys, third straight game, three times in two days, a Dodgers rookie pitcher set a new career high in strikeouts. Um, and, and I tweeted out a joke uh, on whatever they call Twitter these days uh, that the Rockies have been saying you, you can't develop pitchers who can uh, dominate at Coors field. And then the Dodgers rookies say, hey, hold my big league chew. And obviously uh, maybe the big secret to dominating at Coors field is pitching against the Rockies. And that's a luxury Rockies pitchers don't have, uh, but they've all looked awesome. And Emmett Sheehan continued to look awesome Uh If you look at Sheehan, so Sheehan, obviously, he had his great debut where he pitched six no-hit innings, and then he had a couple solid games. Uh, So the debut was against the Giants, six no-hit innings, and then six innings, two runs um, against the Astros, and then five innings, three runs in Colorado, and then he had a couple clunkers in a row uh, to start July five runs in three and two-thirds against the Pirates, four runs in five innings against the Orioles, eight runs in three and two-thirds against the Rangers. Well, since then, that was July 23rd, did he struggle against the Rangers. Since then, he has been outstanding. He's pitched 31 innings since then. He's allowed 11 earned runs. Five of those came in one game. He did have one bad game against the Nationals earlier this month. Uh, But the other, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, six starts uh, he's been awesome. So overall, his ERA in those seven starts, including the bad start against the Nationals, is 3.19. If you take out that start against the Nationals, it's 2.03. Uh, and, I mean, and obviously, the game against the Nationals happened. You can't just take it out, but kind of shows what he's capable of. And maybe the most impressive thing is in those seven starts, those 31 innings, he struck out 42 batters. That's a 12.2 strikeouts per nine. That will absolutely do. It's that. That's kind of what the Dodgers saw in Sheehan in the minor leagues, the reason that they called him up because they knew he had that potential. And Sheehan basically has said, I deserve a playoff spot and I'm going to take it. He's he's going to be on the postseason roster. And that would have been crazy to think even, even after the, the six no hit innings against the Giants back in June, it's like, okay, but you know, it's the Giants. It's, you know, rookie or debut adrenaline, whatever. Let's see if he can keep it up. And, and he didn't for a while, but since like he has really, really improved, he's, you know, we, we talk a lot on this show about how the only real way to learn how to pitch in the big leagues is by pitching in the big leagues. And that's why it's so hard for a team like the Dodgers to develop. They're at a disadvantage in developing pitchers who turn into big league stars because they can't, they're always in a pennant race. They're not. You know, the Pirates can say, hey, we're not playing for anything. Let's throw out a a guy who let him learn on the fly, take his lumps in the big leagues, and it doesn't matter. The Dodgers have been forced this year to take their lumps with these guys. And luckily for them, the offense has been awesome, carried them at times. Well, now with Miller and Pepio and Sheehan uh, and even Gavin Stone, we're seeing the fruits of the Dodgers being forced into letting those guys take their lumps because now they're delivering the lumps. They're not taking them. And, uh, you know, it, we do have to keep on, it, it is the Rockies. The Rockies are a bad team. This was their 101st loss of the season. Um, but they're a decent hitting team, not a great hitting team, not a, not even a good hitting team, but they're not terrible. Uh, and, and they're major league hitters and, and that's the, and pitching at Coors field where, stuff isn't as good and they've had great stuff and you know, they all have good changeups, which is uh, an advantage there. I think, I think changeups, maybe a fastball change-up combo maybe plays up better, but uh, all three of these rookies and the Michael Grove too, I'm kind of glossing over him. He's not as highly touted as a prospect. He didn't throw as many innings, you know, but uh, four rookies pitching really, really well in Coors field is something to be excited about. And Uh, you know, I always say Coors field games don't get too high or too low, but usually I'm saying don't get too high about anything you do on offense and don't get too low on any, about anything you do pitching wise. Um, but getting high on something they do pitching wise is maybe that's allowed. I don't know. I'll have to check the bylaws. I'm not sure. Um, but Emmett Sheehan, he's got great stuff and he's putting it together, learning how to pitch in the big leagues. Don't know if he'll get another appearance this season. Probably not. Um, not in the regular season. And so next time we see him pitch might be piggybacking somebody in the postseason. still so much up, up in the air about what the Dodgers actual pitching plans will be. Vince talked yesterday about openers. I talked last week about how I don't necessarily think they're going to use openers. They're just using it as to get some of these piggyback guys used to coming out of the bullpen. Um, but whatever it is, I mean, the Dodgers have arms and, it's not crazy to picture these arms carrying the Dodgers deep into October. Um, you know, it's, it's not crazy to think it won't happen, but you know, I, I can squint and picture a future where I'm watching a Dodgers world series DVD and it's all about the offense and the rookie pitchers. So, and Clayton Kershaw's one last world series and riding off into the, into the sunshine on a white horse or something. Um, but Emmett Sheehan is part of that. He's part of this year. He's part of the future for sure, but he's part of this year's October plans, and that's pretty exciting to go along with the other rookie guys. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about Freddie Freeman, who is also a big part of the Dodgers plans and uh, an exciting part because he is really, really good. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Now, if you ever buy tickets to anything, say Dodgers playoff tickets, game time is where you should do it. I mean, uh, if you can buy them direct, that's that's great. But, you know, Dodgers playoff t- t- tickets are going to sell out. And so you're going to need to buy them on the secondary market. And game time is a place to do it because they have the lowest price guarantee. Uh, I, I just used them last week. Tomorrow, on Friday, I'm going to see Nate Bargatze, my favorite comedian. He's in Salt Lake uh, at the Delta Center where the Jazz play. And uh, I'm taking my wife and my two sons up there to see Nate. And I'm so excited about it. I got my tickets on game time and I looked at the other sites. I'm not going to name them by name because this is a game time ad. I looked at the other sites and guess what? Game time really did have the lowest price. I knew they would because they guarantee they will. But I'm like, well, I'm going to check. I'm not just going to take their word for it. Well, you can take my word for it. You know, I wouldn't lie to you. Game time is going to give you the best prices on whatever tickets you need. And they guarantee it. And if they don't, if you find tickets in the same row, uh, section and row for less, they'll give you 110% of the difference. So there's nothing to lose. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers who are with us every weekday morning. If you're not an everydayer and you want to be, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. We spend about a half hour talking Dodgers with you. Our goal is to have it be uh, short enough that you can listen to it on your commute. Uh, So we shoot for a half hour every weekday morning. And a lot of fun talking Dodgers, a lot of fun hearing from you. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments section. If you are listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. Vince will give you all that contact info at the end. And also want to remind you, you can catch today's and every Dodger game, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. Now let's talk about Freddie Freeman just for a couple minutes, and then I'll turn it over to Vince. Freddie Freeman last year finished fourth in the MVP voting. He batted 325. He had a 407 on-base percentage. He had a 511 slugging percentage. That's a 918 OPS, 157 OPS plus. He led the major leagues with 47 doubles. He had 21 home runs. He had 100 RBIs. He had a career-high 199 hits. He scored 117 runs. Guess what? Every single number I just said that Freddie Freeman did last year, he's done better this year. And he finished fourth in the MVP voting last year. And and hitting wise, he he was better than two of the guys who finished ahead of him. Uh Machado and Arenado finished ahead of Freddie because of defense, which is understandable. they uh they last year were both elite defensive third baseman. And so, you know, defense matters. And that's you know, we've been talking a lot about that because that's Mookie Betts' case for MVP over Ronald Acuna is that Mookie is a much, 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 much better defender than Ronald Acuna. Uh, so defense matters. Freddie's also a good defensive first baseman. Uh, but offensively, all of those things. Uh, and, and, you know, stolen bases. Did I mention stolen bases? Career-high 13 stolen bases last year. He's got 23 this year. Uh, it's just ridiculous what he's doing this year. Uh, 23 stolen bases. He's been caught one time. He's not fast, but he's a great base runner. And and he did it again uh, in this game tonight. He got hit by two pitches. Uh, he, he joked after the game. When, once you hit me the second time, I'm going to steal second base. That's the punishment. Uh, he had a three run home run to get to 101 RBIs. Third Dodger this season to reach the 100 RBI mark. First time in LA Dodgers history that three players have had 100 RBIs in the season. Uh, Brooklyn Dodgers did that a few times, most recently in 1955. No Dodger team has ever had four guys with 100 RBIs. J.D. Martinez is currently at 98, so he has a good chance. Freddie said he's going to do his best to get on base ahead of J.D. Martinez over the next few days to get J.D. to 100. But just, like, we've talked a lot about Mookie Betts this year. Understandably so. Mookie Betts has been the best hitter on the Dodgers. Um, the the He's going to finish either first or second in the MVP MVP voting. And like I talked about with Jake and Jordan from the Baseball Barbercast last week, we already know who's going to fish one, one and two Acuna and bets. We don't know which order we can guess. It's probably going to be Acuna first bet second. And then we know that Freddie and Matt Olson are going to finish third and fourth. Uh, don't know which order that one's a little bit more up in the air, uh, but Freddie Freeman, what he's doing. And so just understatedly under the radar, just legitimately. Wow. This guy is such a good hitter. It, it's, it's so much fun. He's batting. Three, I, I had it pulled up. He's batting 333 this year, uh, 412 on base percentage. Just his slugging percentage is where's is it at? I lost it, uh, almost 600. Anyway, um, just everything about Freddie Freeman has been awesome this year, and it's so much fun to see him in Dodger Blue. I always liked Freddie Freeman, Freddie and Mookie. One thing that they have in common is even before they were Dodgers, I love them. They're two guys who I was so excited about the Dodgers signing. And, you know, we talked before the Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts. We had several episodes because you remember it was, it was Betts and, uh, and Francisco Lindor and Nolan Arenado, the three guys who we thought might get traded that off season. And I was always Mookie Betts. Absolutely. Uh, give me him over either of those other two guys would have been happy with either of the other two guys, but Mookie Betts is who I wanted when Freddie became a free agent. You know, it's like, he's probably going back to the Braves, but if not come home, Freddie. And and he did. It's like, I love these guys as people. I love them as people and as players before they were Dodgers and seeing them in Dodger blue makes me so happy. Freddie for all the emotions when he, after the Braves stabbed him in the back uh, and he comes over to the Dodgers and it was mixed emotions. He loves it here. He's, you know, you know, he's thinking, why was I so sad about the Braves? This, this is where it's at. The Dodgers are where it's at. And uh, obviously he'd love nothing more than to stick it to the Braves in the NLCS this year. And, you know, it could happen. Uh, we're, we'll have plenty of time to be sad if the Dodgers lose in October. So right now this is an optimism, happy place where, as far as I'm concerned, Dodgers win in the World Series this year. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be because of the rookie pitchers. It's going to be because of Clayton Kershaw, uh, you know, Going out with the bang, even if he doesn't retire, you know, late career. And it's going to be Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and James Outman, who Vince is going to talk about in a minute. And, you know, the cast of players, JD Martinez, Will Smith, Miguel Rojas had three hits. Uh, David Peralta had a couple doubles after I, you know, the other day talked about him maybe not making the postseason roster. Everybody's contributing. It's going to happen all the way through October. Dodgers winning the World Series. Write it down. And, uh, That's going to do it for me. I'm going to turn it over to Vince. Uh, I appreciate talking Dodger with you guys. I love doing it, and uh, I know Vince does too. So that's it for me, and Vince will be along in a minute.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads. You know, you can decide on which team will win by how many points. You can take the spread they give you, or you can create your own spread. There's player props where you can bet on which player will score, which player will get however many yards, which player will do, uh, you know, so many things in a game, tackles, that kind of stuff, over-unders. You know, will there be more than 45 points scored in the game? Will there be under 45 points scored in the game? That kind of stuff and more. There's always a lot of stuff. You can b- build some thin game parlays. You can put together a parlay of a few different games. You can do a bunch of things with FanDuel. So go check it out right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yo 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 Vince here to close out the episode and I'm here to talk about James Outman. James Outman uh the last two games, not the two days, the last two games James Outman has seven hits. He had he went 3 for 4 with the homer on Wednesday in the second game of the doubleheader on Tuesday. He had four hits, uh two runs scored and it comes out a good time uh, for him specifically because he had been scuffling just a little bit, um, you know, nothing outrageous, but he was six for his last 44 heading into that second game. The other day with an OPS of five sixty eight. had just had three homers in the last 13 games um, and struck out 17 times in his last 44 at, at- bat. So he was struggling and, you know, it's been an up and down season for Outman, although it hasn't been as many ups and downs as you know you may think. He obviously had that great tear April start the season. Uh and then as we know, his May, he really fell off. And then he started picking it back up from there. And ever since June second, you know, after those first two months, uh one good, one bad, ever since June second, I mean he's been pretty good. He he's been an above-average player overall uh, offensively. He's been very good. You know, On the season, he's got an a, a OPS-plus of 121 uh, or WRC-plus. WRC-plus of 121. He's worth 4.4 war. He's got 23 homer, a uh, 69 RBI, 85 runs scored. He's been really good and it's been obviously a joy to watch him and, and kind of see him, you know, make those adjustments, make those developments. And you know, even offensively early on, he he had struggled a little bit. Um, and now you you look at it and he's in the ninety-five percentile and range on 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 defense, and you know, he's giving you above average value on the bases and sprint speed and you know while he does still strike out a lot uh you know 31.7 percent of the time he's also has a pretty high walk rate 12.1 percent walk rate uh that's good for 87 percentile in, in the big leagues so he's given the dodgers more than you could ask for especially for you know stabilizing that outfield position and he's now currently sitting at an ops of 800 you know, obviously that can fluctuate here in the last few days, but he'll finish around there or not if not above, you know, 800 OPS, 23 homers, 15 stolen bases. You know, he's been a guy that the Dodgers can count on and who I'm kind of excited to see in October just because, you know, the unknown, you know, we don't know. We haven't seen him in October. We've seen him come up, you know, with big hits, uh, various points throughout the season you know, he does still have that swing and miss, but like I said, he does have a good eye. He does put together good at bats. You know, it's rarely, it doesn't appear, you know, the numbers might not bear this out, but at least watching, I don't don't ever feel frustrated. Like, ah, man, James Atman's coming up, or he's going to strike out on three pitches or anything like that. I I feel like he's going to give good at bat, make the pitcher work. And, you know, in October that's, Obviously, making contact, getting base hits, you know, hitting home runs, those are what you need in October. But being able to make the pitcher work, being able to, you know, the more pitches you see, the better chance you have of having a positive uh, at-bat. And I think that's something with Outman that, that, you know, he can really work out and, and help out. So I think he's going to be, you know, obviously key for the Dodgers this, this postseason and kind of give them – you know, you think about last year when they lost in that first round and there was no value from the center field position. You had Cody Bellinger and Trace Thompson, who neither of them could hit at that point of the season, and neither of them did hit in the in the postseason. And, you know, it, it didn't work out for the Dodgers. It, they lost in that first round. And, you know, had James Outman been replaced by, you know, replaced those two guys and played – you know, maybe the Dodgers wouldn't would have had one or two more hits with runners in scoring position, or, or would have had a different you know outcome, or or at least change it, or at least you know push it to five games. Something with it, you know, James Outman, it, it, he just always looks calm up there, and you know he he's going to be a big factor for the Dodgers come come October. But you know, it, it's always good to kind of see yourself do better. And, and, you know, with him kind of struggling, if he had kept that kept those struggles going into the postseason, you know, it would have been maybe a little bit different or would have put a little bit of burden on him, you know, just kind of like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'm going to the postseason, season uh, and I'm struggling, but you know, I don't know what he's going to do this last, like this last series is going to be hard to judge in general, just because you know, these guys not necessarily checked out, uh, and and maybe they'll learn from last year, and they'll teach some of these guys from last year. Like, hey, you know what? Last year we maybe took the last couple of series off, or maybe we weren't as locked in as we could have been. Uh, we took some, you know, abs out, whatever it was. I don't think so, but you never know. You know, we we don't know what exactly they were going through last year in terms of like, oh, can like, or if they were like us, like just get us to the postseason at this point. Um, you know, it's been like that for a little while now, uh, watching the Dodgers, but they've remained locked in for the most part, you know, they've continued to put up runs and, you know, they swept the Giants. They, they have won three out of two out of three so far from the Rockies. But again, just to, you know, stay locked in because these, these last three day or four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are the last four days you're going to get real at-bats until you get to, you know, after Sunday, your your next real at-bat is going to be in game one of the NLDS. And it's hard to replicate that during the week. It's hard to have a week off and, you know, get back into it. Yeah, uh, you know, the Dodgers, I wouldn't make that excuse for the Dodgers last year because they did win that first game. And they did jump on Mike Clevenger early in that game. And they didn't win that first game. So, I, you know, not to put that out there. But, again, it is a little bit different. And for a young guy who hasn't gone through it, you know, he got to remain locked in for these last few, few weeks. So, looking forward to seeing James Altman in the postseason. Uh, you look back at his season, and like I said, it, it's been a joy to watch, a joy to see, and to kind of see himself, to see him continue to – adjust and you know basically after that that terrible month of terrible month of May he hasn't had any terrible months. Uh you know, June was a little bit of a struggle as well. Uh but then, you know, after that he's he really kind of settled in and kind of became, you know, one of the main contributors for the Dodgers the rest of the way. Since July, he has eight forty six OPS with 13 homers and 33 RBI since July in 71 games, you know, 227 at bats, 80, still the strikeouts are there, but he, he, he was able to put it together overall. And, you know, he, he's riding into the month, like I said, a little cool down for this month, but picked it back up the last couple of days and hopefully he can pick it back up the rest of the way. And I'm looking forward to seeing what James Outman can do for the Dodgers. And uh, it's going to be exciting. So, That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out – check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, We're here every weekday morning for you. If you want to be coming every day all you got to do is just listen every day. You know, not that hard, Uh, especially now, uh, you know, after this week, we get straight into postseason, and you're going to want to be listening every day and, and be informed and see what's going on and see how we feel, see how you feel. Uh, about all these postseason games So become an everydayer now And uh, you you hopefully Will be an every day for the rest of the month As the Dodgers make an incredible run To the World Series So You can find us on social media Twitter and Instagram At LockedOnDodgers uh, Jeff's on Twitter at Snydog I'm at Vincense91 DM's are open on any of those accounts uh, But you can message me or Jeff If you have any questions, comments, or concerns Remember SiriusXM or the SXM app uh, you can search Dodgers to listen to the home broadcast for Dodger games. You can also find us on there if you search Lockdown Dodgers. We are also available to be reached at email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323 863 LOCK. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, text my device, to play podcast Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. Have a good one.